Father, we thank you that you gave us the opportunity, the privilege to be here today, that, that you allowed us in your house, Lord, that, you, that we're friends to you, God, that we are somebody who you are accepting, Lord, that you said you're, we are somebody who is free to worship you, God, that we are free, God, free from this world, Lord, that we are in your system, God, that we are on your foundation, Father. We well, thank you so much, and we just ask you to please help us op- to, open up our, to open up our hearts today, God, so that we would, we would accept everything that you want to tell us, Lord. And I know it might be a message unique to each one of us, God. It, will, it could be something that you want to tell us specifically to each one of us, God. Tell us, Lord. Tell us what you want to tell us, Lord, and change us, God, and give us something to walk away from, from tonight so that we could change our lives, so that we can be, so we could go into a higher glory, into a God, to, to, to glorify you even more, Lord. We thank you so much already. We bless you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So, I wanted to... What I want to talk about is um, perseverance or endurance. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But I really think if, if I would just name the sermon, I would probably... Name it something like "Get ready to die," or "Or are you ready to die?" Or, yeah, or if you're not ready to die, then it's not worth living. Something like that. I don't know. Um, you'll get you'll get why um, at the end as we'll be wrapping up. But um, but that, I think that's how the question is 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 presented to us right now. This is this is how it is. And before we start, I wanted to. I wanted to uh, read from the dictionary what perseverance is and what endurance is, kind of to define those two words. Perseverance is steady persistence in a course of action, a purpose, a state, especially in spite of difficulties, obstacles, or discouragement. Endurance, the ability to withstand hardship or adversity, especially the ability to sustain a prolonged stressful effort or activity. So when I start thinking about those things, it's, it seems like endurance, if you talk about endurance, it's something that lasts past a certain point. It's, it's um, when you start, when you go in a contest or you need to walk, um, you know, a mile uphill. I was walking a mile uphill today, and I was thinking if there are any other ways to go around, but <laughs> there was nothing. I was walking, it was hard, and, and I endured, and in the end... It was great because I looked back and I was like, man, this is a mile, this is a mile of walking like 30% uphill or, I don't know, it just felt like 30% uphill. And then you look back and you can see all of Seattle from that point. And it was just, it was just amazing, but it took something to get there. And, and if we wouldn't have any obstacles, if we wouldn't have difficulties or hardships, we would not need endurance because life is, is kind of easy. It's, it's like, you know, it's, it takes a lot to keep up with something good, and it takes pretty much nothing to just fall into this worldly lifestyle and sin and everything else. It's just, it takes nothing. You just don't need to do anything initially. Uh, but then you'll have to do a lot. You'll be serving devil like crazy, and he'll be taking you for a spin over and over and over, and you'll go further than you want to go. But, so the first scripture I, wanna, I want to read from is uh, 1 Corinthians 9 24 27 it says um, verse 24 it says do you not know that in a race all the runners run it already starts really really funny do you not know that in a race 
all the runners run, right? It's like, <laughs> come on, I kind of know that. But I think the reason Paul, Paul specifies that is because I look, I look right now at, at, at churches, I look at, at Christians, I look at myself sometimes. I, I just wanna, I want to step back and say I'm talking to myself as much as to everybody else, so, so you know. Um, it's like everybody needs to run. And sometimes I look at myself, I look at others, and it feels like we, we don't even know that we are running a race. It seems like we thought that we're on a walk or, you know, like speed walking or something like that, and we're just walking in arbitrary directions, and we, we're not even sure where we're going, and that there is a price at the end and that there is an end. And let's read further. It says, uh, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everybody who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do, they, do get, do, they do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. That's also something that, if you think about a boxer, I was just thinking about it, it kind of made me laugh a little bit. If you, if you think a boxer beating the air, that's what my little one does sometimes. He just, you know, punches the air and I'm like, <laughs> there's no effect. Doesn't do anything. Verse 24, 27 says, No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. So as I was saying, I, it, it, sometimes it feels like we are not, we are not, we are not in a race. We are not, we're not having a certain direction. And, and we just find ourselves either sitting down or laying around and certain, certain things start to happen. But what I wanted to say is whether or not we, whether we want it or not, we are in a race. Like all of us, even, even people that are not runners. You know, we are in a race. We're in a spiritual race. We're running for a prize. And... We are not, it's not just a race for our own lives. It's a race for those of lives of those people that are around us, of those people that we come in contact with. And what I wanted to, kind of the question, when we were coming from Africa, I was on an airplane, and there was a lot of time, a lot of flying time, 26 hours. And, we, you know, you could do everything you could do, and then you would still have a little bit of time left. And... And then you would do some more, and then you'd still have time left. And you would read whatever you wanted to read. You'd catch up on everything you wanted to catch up on, and there's still some time left. <laughs> so, so I asked God. I, was, I started, uh, turned on worship, and I said, God, just talk to me. And, and God started talking to me. And he started asking me and asking me this question, and I realized that this, this, is, this is for all of us today. And God said, what, what will it take to stop you? Today, what will it take to stop you? You're coming from Africa. You, you were just in Mexico. And, and maybe God will want you to do, maybe I'll want you to do something else. What will it take to stop you? In our lives, like, it's, it's a good question to ask ourselves. Like, David, if you look at David, I, I, I just love uh, that the Bible describes it, how he was worshiping God when he was with the sheep. Nobody was watching him. You know, sheep did not appreciate it, probably. <laughs> I don't think they're very musical. But, you know, he just did it because God loved it. 
he was there because, because, because that's, the, that's where he would be. And I'm wondering if we would be put in isolation right now, just by ourselves, without anybody backing us up, would that stop us? Very often it, 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 it feels like a little temptation can stop us. You know, if you think about Judas, right, it's, uh, that betrayed Jesus, Jesus, right, not Judah, right, with the S. If you think about him, he was three and a half years with Jesus, or a few years, right? I don't know if he was from the very beginning, but he was a couple years for sure. <laughs> That's what it looks like. He was, and all that time he was stealing money from, from that, you know, treasury box, from, the, from whatever, from the common money that they had, right? And, and where did he end? And I was just thinking, how, what does it take you to see the Savior, to see Jesus right by you, see all those miracles, and steal from that, from God in the flesh? <laughs> you know? It was just temptation for money, which God had much more than money. Jesus was much more than money, but, I mean, three and a half years, and he did not kill that sin. He did not deal with that. He did not run to Jesus and say, deliver me. Three and a half years with Jesus, right? And now we are... I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think we, are, we have less spectacular times right now. We don't have Jesus walking here and, you know, turning two fishes or five fish, some fishes and some bread into, I have a Roman here. I can't say facts anymore. <laughs> so it's like turning some fishes and bread into and feeding thousands of people. We don't see that here. I mean, we don't see that spectacular stuff anymore, Right. But I think that there is even more spectacular stuff, stuff if you see, if you look with different eyes. But I'm just asking, what will, will, will our desire to pursue some career or to pursue some guy or girl or pursue something else in life, will that stop us from following God? Will it or not? That's, that's, what I'm, that's my question today. Because it didn't stop Judas. He, you know, it, I mean, it actually stopped Judas. It wasn't enough for him to be right by Jesus. And then on the other hand side, you see some people that weren't even baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they went for years, and they finished gloriously, and they died for Christ or didn't die for Christ. It doesn't matter, but they, they finished gloriously. Haven't, haven't seen Jesus in flesh, but they did, they did amazing work. How did they do that? That's, that's, that's another question. Very often, it, we have little things around us somebody will throw a fear into you know into your into your mind and they will tell you if you don't do this then you will you know you'll never be successful in life or you'll never get married and what if god does this or you you are following too strict of rules or somebody will come and start a gossip about somebody or somebody will lie to you are we going to listen to that is that going to stop us or or will at some point will will our, our flesh logically prove to us that this faith is boring and the world is fun and exciting right I, and, and I'll be honest with you I, I know some of you are on fire for God right now and I am on fire for God right now but I want to stay that way that's why I'm talking about this I want to stay that way forever for until, until I die right or on the other hand are we going to be like, like, like Moses right Moses got to the Red Sea and, and the army, the Egyptian army is right there coming. And he, to the very last moment, he did not, he did not get angry with God. He, he believed, he said, he was standing there with, with the whole, what, 400,000 people, right? Or, yeah. or was it? 
600,000. Okay. So all of those people depended on him, and he needs to give them an answer. He doesn't have one. And in fact, he probably, nobody will have any answers in a, in, in a matter of hours, probably, because the ar army is coming up. They have no weapon. They have nobody to run to. They have nowhere to run to except God. And there will be situations in our lives when we'll be getting to that. There will be unanswered prayers. There will be sickness that's not healed for, for years. Is that going to stop us? I mean, is it going to, maybe it won't stop us, but is it going to quiet us down? Are we going to start, are we going to be not so sure anymore? Are we going to lose our courage because of that? I'll tell you from my own experience, and, and not to glorify myself, to glorify God. I, I, w I had a sickness that was not healed for, I don't know, good four years, and, and it, was, um, it was with skin, and and for, I don't know which seventh time, I was in a room, and there was another mini-surgery, and the pain relievers didn't work, so I felt everything that they were doing, but it was too late to turn back and, and do anything, so they had to finish. And that was the first time in my life when I felt tears just, just running out of my eyes without me trying. I tried to stop it. I didn't want it. It was so painful that the tears were... were were running down my eyes, and I, and I heard, I heard devil clearly say, "Are you still going to praise him? Are you still going to praise him?" And I started with just whatever I had. I was like, "God, thank you for insurance that covered this." <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind, I was like, "Thank you, I only paid thirty bucks." And then I started, and then I, then I went further. You know, then I got more, more spiritual and mature, and. And, and I said, God, thank you, it's not cancer. And God, and, and just, and thank you, just, just thank you. You know, I, I have a time right now here, I'm talking to you, this is awesome. If I wouldn't have this problem, I wouldn't have the surgery, I would not talk, talk to you. So praise the Lord. And you know what, and, and then I was coming, and there were so many prayer marathons, and people would get, get healed like, like crazy. They would get, you know, they would have problems with shoulders, and all of a sudden, you know, somebody like a grandma comes up and says, now I can move my, my hand like that. Look at this. And I'm like, that's awesome. I want that too. <laughs> and, and during those prayer marathons, I was coming up, and I was begging God. I was like, I was begging God for healing. And, and, he, and so many times I heard, I heard this same phrase, I will heal you one day, but until I do, will you, will you still praise me? Until I heal you, will you still be glorifying my name? Will you still be following me or not? And I realize that with God, often, very often, that's the question. When we don't get stuff or when we suffer, that is the question. It's not the question of giving us something. I mean, sometimes God doesn't give us stuff because he knows it's better for us not to get it. But a lot of times it's, it's what are you going to do when you don't have answers, right? Another good example that I, that I was thinking about is, is Elijah, right? I know that... A lot of us would be stopped by, a lot of us are stopped by somebody who hates Christians, like a Christian hater, you know. And they, they start blaspheming God's name, and that's it. We don't want to talk about God anymore at work or in school or somewhere else. Elijah had like 850 of those, you know, demonic <laughs> prophets of Baal, right? And, and look at that. That guy alone, the whole Israel, except 7,000 other prophets or believers that are hidden somewhere, he doesn't know where they are, 
And God didn't specify if they're alive or not. <laughs> you know, 7,000 somewhere in Israel. But he is alone against the king, against the queen, which, is, which was the king at that time, right? It was Jezebel was worse than the king. And, and at 150 demon-possessed people. And, and, and then he goes out and he says, you know, pour so much water on this sacrifice that, you know, we'll just we'll be floating in there. <laughs> pretty much and he asked God for a miracle and, and he was risking his life right there and I was thinking about that as well and I was I was are we ready to take to take the blame for for Jesus are we ready to take shame that that would be on his name if he would be right here I know there would be people that would that would try to shame him that would try to say say how you know that would say that he's from devil like just like they did in the in the time that he was here on earth and I was just wondering are we ready to take the blame for him? Are we ready to take the beatings? Are we ready to be, to be, you know, to be brought low and to be, to be destroyed by people here in this world for him? Because we just wanted to represent his name and we wanted to state clearly what he has done for us. Another, another thing that I was thinking is sometimes God tells us to do something and, and, and like, like to Joseph, right? He said, you are going, he gave them, gave him a dream where his brothers will, will worship him and will bow down before him and, and then his mom and dad as well, right? And then he goes and he's sold as a slave to a different country. If you think about it, that was the opposite, exact opposite of what God was showing to him in his dreams. He was like, you know, a, a teenager, like a baby pampered by his dad and and now all of a sudden, he has, he's, you know, he's introduced to hard labor, forced labor. And my question is, are we going to, how many times are we ready to try? How many times are we ready to retry? How many times will it take for us to, for us to fail? And not fail because we sinned, not fail because we, we didn't do things right, or not, fa not, not fail because of our own mistakes but when we do everything right when we do everything right when we do everything to the best of our ability and it's a failure and it didn't work i mean how much how much do you have at stake here that's my question because i know there are people it, it's going to be funny but i know there are people that retry lottery tickets like crazy for 60 years in a row i know an 80 year old that i was buying tickets lottery tickets for 80 years in a row he goes for that mega million. He's about to be dead, right? And who cares if he wins it or not? He doesn't need a mega million. He doesn't even need that whatever power jack with 150 grand. He might not have enough time to spend all of that. But he's going. He's so faithful. He puts his heart to it. And I'm, that's not a good example. That's, a, that's silly. I'm just, I'm just wondering. That's money. Is it, is it? That's just money, right? And to something that God, that God has put into our hearts how many times are we ready to retry how many how many failures are we ready to 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 um to survive that's all of the questions i'm asking myself you can be asking those same questions to your yourself as well because it's it's something that i think it's something that god wants to know i know that there's a lot of things that god could do a lot of miracles that god could do and and a lot of and a lot of um 
a lot of ministries that could open up and and things God is doing a lot of things in our youth and I, I, I can see that everybody can see that it's 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 clear but I'm realizing that there are situations like when we were going to Africa I'm, I'm, I'm I'll be honest with you I was going to Mexico and and inside of me was like I like why are we going I, I, I know that you know I know why we're going but I'm not feeling it I don't feel I don't I don't have this you know you know feeling that you know I don't feel like I just just drink a couple Red Bulls and I want to go you know I want, I'm ready and and then we're going for one day and and then I realized I didn't get enough warm clothes and, and then we're going another day and I realized I forgot something else and, and we're driving and driving and driving and it's like you know it's like you want your flesh wants to make you to turn around your flesh tells you that it's not necessary your flesh tells you that this is not the most important things and 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 you're not just not sure and who knows how this is planned out and but god called and we we went i don't know who how everybody else felt i did not feel it until we started doing the conference when i started doing the conference i was like okay now i get it <laughs> it was like 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 uh, Asaph, right? He was saying that по-русски он говорил, что когда как как Скотт уже скипел, уже ты думаешь все, ну что за дела вообще? Пока ты во святой святых не вошел, till you enter the sanctuary and you realize what God has planned, what God decided to do, and 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 I realized that there will be a lot of just like soldiers. There is a uh, there is a commander that will tell us to do, that will give us orders. And in this world, they can give orders that you know that are not good, but but God will never give us an order that's not good. And God will give us an order. We will never see the. We might never see the result of that. We might never see the 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 purpose behind that. But He just wants us to do that. And it was so many times that you know we we are told to do something by God. He tells He. I'll be honest with you. There was a lot of times when God would tell me go and tell that person about Jesus, and I was like. God, he looks pretty confident, doesn't look like he needs you, you know, and he seems to be all fine. And 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 sometimes I did come up to people and sometimes I didn't, but there was a lot of times that I did come up and they would, and they were like, and they're listening and you're telling them and they're like, and then you want to be the same way, like, oh, you're listening, you're actually listening. And, and, and God will be telling us, to do things like that but on a larger scale and and to 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 do something to sign up for something for that that will be weekly or monthly or God will tell somebody maybe God will tell somebody to move somewhere and and I'm like you know flesh my flesh wants to be like I'm never going to hear that I don't think God has this this is not in God's will for me you know <laughs> but what if it is and 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 I mean what if it is I mean, where do you have your roots? Do you have your roots in, 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 in here in the United States, in a house, in a car, in a career, in a dream? Or do you have your roots in God's kingdom? And if you have your roots and citizenship in God's kingdom, then anywhere you go, you're going to be home. It's, it's not going to be, though I'll tell you this, I, when we were in Africa, I did not feel like home. <laughs> it, it feels much better here. <laughs> but, but I was like, I was asking myself, would I be ready to switch to 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 make this my home and and honestly i i'm thinking it would, it would cost me a lot it would be a lot of blood <laughs> but it's like if god would want it i would just like go and pray every day that god would make me purge you know all memories of america and <laughs> and everything else and ukraine and russia <laughs> and air conditioners and you know stuff like that women showers 
and other things. But, but I was like, you know what? I, maybe I'm not ready to do a thing like that. Maybe I'll never have to. I'm not saying that anybody. I mean, I'm not saying that everybody has to go to mission trips or anything like that. I'm just saying that maybe we're not ready to do something. But I'll be honest with you. I, I, I like I check my heart before God, but I'm I'm saying that I'm ready to start getting ready for something that He wants me to be doing. And again, it doesn't have to be us leaving or moving or doing something crazy or dying for Him. There's there's stuff. There's stuff bigger than, than dying for Christ, I think. It's, it's dying for him every day, dying to your, for yourself every day, for his glory every day. Because it's much easier sometimes to take, take a bullet once and, and just, you know, end up right there where everybody wants to be than, than, than to be dying daily for him, than to be, to be dying to your fleshly desires, plans, logic, to something, you know, to, 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 to friendships maybe. That's what it, it's, you know, this is. But if you, if, I'm going to get to that later. I don't want to give out all of, all of it right now. And I want to read from Psalms uh, 27, verses 4 through 5. I think it's 26 in the Russian Bible. It's uh prayer, right? It says, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and seek Him in His temple. For in the day of trouble, He will keep me safe in His dwelling. He will hold, hide me in the shelter of His sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. I was, I want this to be a prayer of all of us. You know, I, I know it's fine to, to like, to, to enjoy this life. This is how God created us. We're going to enjoy, um, you know, having jokes and playing games and, you know, like real games, not computer games. I'm against computer games. <laughs> I had to use this opportunity. But, like, you know, to, like, to, to have fun and, 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 you know, to there will be a lot of things that God will allow us to do that are a blessing to us, that are, that are fun and that are enjoyment. But... What is in the end, like at the end of the day, when everything has happened and when you enjoyed everything, are you just happy with that? Or, or when it's just quiet, you, you're thinking, well, how is, what is God thinking about me? What is, where is he? What, what am I thinking about him? What does he want to tell me? And then do you immediately run to him? Do you immediately, immediately like seek? As soon as you get a moment, you start seeking his presence. You start seeking you know, communication with him because he does. Because he sent his son that died for died for us, for all of us, for the sin for the sins of the whole world, right? He died only so that we could have so that we could be reconciled, so that this ministry of reconciliation could have been started, so that people would be brought back into communication with God and back brought back into relationship with with God. So where I mean what do we live with? I it's fine to do everything. I mean, it's fine. It might be fine for somebody to do a career, to build a business or something else. But, I mean, what's, gonna, what's gonna make you happy? Is a family? Do you think that your family will make you happy? Or you think that, you know, the riches will make you happy or a career? I, I'll tell you this. I, I'm very happy. I'm, I'm happy with where God has put us financially and family-wise and church. But I'll tell you this. There's nothing, absolutely nothing that can satisfy as much as he does. Or there's nothing that can satisfy until he does. 
That's what I want to say. And there's no, no family, no, no finances, nothing. No mission trips will satisfy you. If, you. if you're not satisfied with God, there's no point for you to even go and try to serve somebody else and, and, and give, give or bring this peace and satisfaction to somebody else. There is just no way because you don't have it. So that's something else I wanted to say. And kind of what I'm leading to is that there's, we have, it's always a battle, right? It's, it's, a, it's a battle between flesh and spirit. It's, it, it's just constant. And that race that we're running, it's, it's not to just win a prize. It's, it's to win eternal life. It's to win, to win our lives, to win the lives of those around us. It's to come, it's to, to, to come to run to God at the end to meet God, to finish that race so that he would tell us, a good and faithful servant. And there's, you know, we know what flesh is, right? It's in Galatians 5, 19, 21. It says things that, you know, you don't want to have anything to do with it. It's just flesh and control and, and, and nothing, I mean, there's nothing good about it. It's complete destruction of, of, what, of every good thing that you have, of every good thing that God has planned, of everything you would want. But we have a different life. We have life, life in the spirit and from Romans 8, 1 through 4, I want to read all, all of those four verses. It says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering, and so he condemned sin in the flesh. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And I'm, when I read that, it just blows my mind every time because I realize that we no longer there's there's no sin that can keep us. There is no desire, no lust, no there's no no thoughts that can keep us away from God. There's nothing. There's absolutely no power left that can keep us away from God. That can keep us prevent us from living this life from living life for God. There's absolutely nothing. And another thing that I wanted to, to read, it's like this, these verses are kind of like identity to me. Or it identifies who, who I am. It identifies who we are. It's First uh, Peter 2, 9 through 10. It says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. You know, to God, we're not just, we're not just little, you know, human beings that he can play a game with. And, you know, it's, it's, that's not who we are to God. It says God's special possession. You know, this is when, you know what, when I possess something special, I think about that, that stuff and I like it and, you know, it, it makes me enjoy it and, you know, it's like, it, it's, it's fun. And I, I think that's, that's exactly how God is thinking about us. That we're God's special possession. And you know what it says next? It says, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. That is the reason why we have this, this attack on us. Because we're praising God and devil hates when we praise God. Devil hates anything that glorifies God. Devil hates 
anybody who is in the image of God, which we were made in the image of God. And, and if we glorify Him, we're going to be His target number one. He is ready for you to sin. He is ready for you to, to, to be just floating neutral. He is ready to do anything that He can to just reduce the amount of praises, the amount of worship that, that your life produces, the amount of glory that you give to God. And we will, we will never, in this world, we will never, I think we will never have peaceful life. If, 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 I mean, you need to define peaceful life. I think peaceful life is when you do have attacks, when you do have problems, when you have all of that, but God is still on your side and God is still helping you to, to prevail that. That's peaceful life. If you expect peaceful life not to have any issues, not to have any problems, not to have anything to pray for, uh, that's not the peaceful life I'm thinking about. But, you know, just, just wanted to clarify that. And... The reason I said that this is a question of, I mean, this is like, um, you know, get ready to die, right? I said, because this is a question of, of life and death. This is really, we either, we either are dead to Christ, like the Bible says, and alive to sin, or we're alive to Christ and dead to sin. And, and, and when I say sin, somebody might, might think, oh, I'm, I have no sin. I, you know, I'm, I don't, I, I'm you know, I'm pretty clean, I don't drink, don't smoke, I, I you know, keep away from premarital relationships, and I don't um, use, you know, a court, you know, I don't cuss, and all of that stuff, and, you know, I don't sin, but you know what, I'll tell you this, if, if, you, if you feel that God is calling you to do something, or if God telling you to change something in your life, and you're not changing that, that is sin, because that's pride, because that's not, that's just not following, following God, because God has opened up to you on a different level, if you feel something, if you know something in your heart, if you feel like God is asking you to change, God is leading you somewhere, and you're not following, it's 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 you're not surrendered to God. And, and I, I know that some people, when people come to God, initially God will not tell them to, to he won't be talking to somebody who is, who is much closer or longer in God. I don't know how you describe it, but... There are different levels in God, and, and for us not to decide to step into this new level, that's a sin because we we just follow what the flesh wanted. So, so if we if we enslave ourselves to righteousness and die to our flesh to live for Christ, we will we will have no question how to make decisions. You know, because our decisions there will be there won't be any more about what I want, what I'm planning. Because when, when, when there's a question whether or not to go to a mission trip, uh, you know, my decision is not to go because it costs a lot of money. It's my decision is not to go because it's, it's going to be hot and, and, and inconvenient and it's a different country and it's like, you know, 10 hours off and you're working when you need to sleep and you're trying to sleep when you need to work. And, and it's just, uh, you know, vacation time and all of that. That's it. But if God wants, then you're just going. You know, there's no question. Then everything else has to give in. Everything else has to, has to make room because God said, period. And I'll tell you this. I know that by, and again, I'm not advertising mission trips. I'm not like, you know, feeling like, like on rails right now that, you know, this is a mission trips are cool. And I mean, they're cool, but it's not that, that's not what I'm saying. It's, it's not like everybody has to go to do mission trips. It's not like everybody has to go and do something. You need to find what God tells you to do, and that's what you need to do. But once you do God's will, there is a new, there is life 
that starts to spring up in you and, and you no longer and then you're fighting with something and all of a sudden you overcame that I'll tell you how I got my healing for skin I um, I I was asking for that forever and I remember that the first time I went to Mexico I still had skin problems and then it was in June and in September I realized that I didn't have skin problems for a couple months I can't even remember when I get healed and I was remembering the next time we we're going to Mexico, I was like, man, this is like half a year I didn't have skin problems. I was healed unexpectedly. <laughs> you know, I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't obvious. And there will be things happening like this in your life. And, and if you find yourself struggling with something with the same problem or, or with the same question, or if you're in motions, you don't know what to do, you don't know whether to go to college or open up your own business or, or to get married or not to get married or, you, or what to do with the sickness that you have or with this problem, whatever it is. You need to start focusing on what God, on what God has for you. It was so many times that Paul was in jail, and he was like, "You know what? Let's send these brothers. Let's be left alone, and uh, send those brothers to those and check up on them and see if they're doing well." And they're in prison. In prison, they're sick themselves. They're a horrible situation. And he's like, "You know what? Too much focus on ourselves. Let's 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 do something for God. Let's let's get somebody. Let's reach out to somebody. Let's help somebody." And then, and you know what, Paul went through so many things that no one, you know, we would probably wouldn't survive one shipwreck, right? <laughs> he went through three, right? And then all the other things and, you know, killed and just, you know, got up and shook off the dust and went on. I was never killed and shook off the dust. So it's pretty cool. We will be doing things that we were never able to do. If we, if we, you know what? You you follow God and then all of a sudden you realize that there's there's some joy in you that, that just, it's like it's it, it's not even it's not even you know not always like people think why why are you so joyful it's like so many problems are happening in the world like Demo was saying there's politics and then that stuff is happening this stuff is like why are you still happy why 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 are you still okay because God is still okay there's God God's kingdom is not under risk it's not it's not under attack it's it's God is still there and I want to read a couple more uh, verses from Romans and, and then that I want to pray. Uh, Romans 6, 18, or 6, 8 through 10. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. That was talking about Christ. He li- life he lives, he lives to God. And today, if uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna invite you to come, come forward. If, if you will feel that God wants you to be up front here, whether you try, whether you're trying to battle some sin, or whether you're not sure what God wants you to do in life, you just don't hear His voice anymore, or, or, or just don't hear His voice. You don't know whether to, to go and study, or open up a business, or, or, or do nothing, or do something. I mean, it's, we are human beings. We get so confused sometimes. That we just need God, and and I, and I want to tell you that when you come up front, don't expect an answer to to your situation, to your problem, to your issue, to your concern. Expect a request from God, because God might tell you to do something that's completely unrelated to what you have a problem with. And 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 I'll tell you this: oftentimes, when um, uh, when when people are fighting with some sin or addiction or or, or some you know some depression. It's uh, people come up front and they expect God to tell them, you know, go and repent or go and take a 40-day fast. 
And sometimes God, sometimes God tells them, go in and start and take up this ministry. And you're like, I'm, I'm in sin. I'm in depression. I don't know what to do. I, I can't, like, this is not a person you would call. But I want you to know a lot of people who are, who are, you know, who you think God would call there only in that state, in the state of glorifying God, in the state of, of, um, of following Him, in the state of praising Him, only because they are doing God's will, only because they are following God. It's, it wasn't the other way around. I know a lot of us, I know myself, if I would, if I would stop answering God, God calls, answering God calling and, and doing what He wants, I know I would not. I, I know I wouldn't have the life that I have right now in myself. I know that it's only flowing in me because because God wants it, because God, because I'm, I'm working with God. I I'm, I'm have a relationship with Him. That's the only way. That's the only way I have a connection. The only way, the only way every time I get upset or frustrated, there is still, there is still another chance for me. There is still another, uh, there is still enough energy and strength for, in, in me to get up and get going just to glorify God because I know that God's life, God lives in me and I just have no, no right to just fall down and not to get up again. Amen. And then um, another thing that, that uh, from Romans 6, 19, it says, I'm using an everyday example. Um, let's read from the second part. Just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to, impurity, slaves to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness leading to holiness. That's what I want to offer to 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 our to us right now. It's uh, you know, if you if you'll come up front, it's I, I I'm calling pretty much everybody who wants to come up front. It's not if you come up front doesn't mean you're in sin. It doesn't mean that you are in depression. It doesn't mean any of that. If it means if you if you have a desire to follow God, if you have a desire, you know, we were all slaves to sin at a certain point. We were all we were all enslaved to sin. We were all this ever-increasing wickedness. What is it? It's, it's, it's not just some horrible and rude sins that we would think they are. It's sometimes it's just so, um, you know, something that when we're locked up on ourselves, when we're focused on ourselves alone, and we're so selfish that we don't see anyone around us, or, or you know, when we live a life of, of just, uh, you know, building up a career, and, and, and that's all we have, and, the, and we come to God, and we, we are here in church, but we're not with Him in our hearts, in our souls. So that's that's what I want to. If you want, if you feel like you haven't made that switch, if you feel like you haven't turned around, maybe you're with God, maybe you're saved. But if you want this, I don't know, this boost or something that happens with you, maybe there will be no boost. But there's, you know, there's something where where you can say there was that moment. I remember that moment. Something was different in me, and I no longer could do things the same way I was doing them. And and I realized, and then it maybe it took me a year to figure things out, but. But, but I realized at that point what I need to do with God, how I need to live. I, I know that, I believe that God, God wants to do that right now. If you, let's start, let's just get up and start praying. And let's close our eyes. Let's just not, not hurry, we still have time. Let's, uh, let's just give God the time. Let's give God the, let's, let's, let's tell him how, 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 you know, that He has a high priority in our lives, that He is very important, how important He is to us, how needed He is to us, that, that He is essential in our lives, that we are not, that we are, that we are insufficient without Him, that, that, that He alone, that He alone has what we need. Because, because Jesus didn't die, didn't die for nothing. He didn't die just for those who are, 
who are completely depressed or who are in sin. He didn't just die for those. He died for those that even had everything fine in their life, but they didn't have a purpose in life. He died for those as well. He died for everybody who wanted to come and come back into this direct, direct relationship with God, to, to this open communication with God, where you, where you no longer need to hear other people tell you about how wonderful God is, but when you know that yourself, when, when God's lie is written in your heart, not, in, not somebody else's heart, not just in the book, but when, when the Spirit writes it, writes it on your heart, when Holy Spirit starts writing on your heart, and you know not just the Ten Commandments, but you know commandments of God that are specific for your life. And if you want to come, start coming up front right now. We'll we'll just be praying. Let's just be. Let's raise up our voices. Let's start blessing God's name. Let's just start glorifying Him and praising Him and thanking Him for everything because He has given us the soul that 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 wants to follow Him. He gave us the heart. The heart that that can hear him and today if you if you even if you hear his call today that alone is already a big blessing that is God's mercy and grace to you that is that is showing that you're God's special possession that you're not somebody there that that he doesn't remember he knows you and he wants to visit you every day he'll want to visit you tonight and and in your dreams and he wants to visit you in the morning he wants to have constant communication with you but he will he will He's somebody who wants to go. He's somebody who wants to who wants to do more. He's somebody who who has new levels. He will he wants to show you things that you have never seen before. The purpose that he has for your life is much greater than you ever thought. It might be different. It might be not 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 as you imagine, but it's so much better. It's 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 it's, it's that dream that he has for you that will not that will not let, let leave you dead. That will not leave you purposeless. He will give you desire to live. He will give you life inside of you that you will know that you're His child. And God wants, I know that God, God wants to tell somebody tonight that even when you were in your mother's, mother's womb, He knew you. And, and didn't He just know you? He also created you. And He wrote that perfect script for your life that, he, he, that, that only you can do. That's only, that's only the things that you can do. There's nobody else created to do what you were created to do nobody else you are unique to him and he was he was dreaming about you before you were even born he was dreaming about you like a father dreams about his child like a mother dreams about her, her child about what the child will do when they will grow up what they will what kind of great things they will do that's what God had has in, in, in his heart for you and right now I want to tell you that that God doesn't think bad of you, that God doesn't think that you can't, and God thinks that you can. And God, God said that you're priesthood. God said that you're, you're a conqueror, that you're somebody who can not just be, be free in his own life, but can go further and, and, and set others free. God knows that you, if you will trust him, if you will, if you will desire to follow God, that you will be able to do the things that he wanted you to do. God wants to anoint you today. He wants to assign you to do certain things. He wants to appoint you because God has great plans for you.